Welcome back to a cold, snowy Maryville, Missouri, as we welcome you back here to X106. Friday, take care of LP Maryville, 106.7 FM LP, and the TuneIn Radio app. Also, Hall and Nolan Brooks with you for the next hour, and we begin with more breaking news regarding the NBA, as the New Orleans Pelicans have fired G- GM Del Demps after the debacle with the Los Angeles Lakers trade situation over the trade deadline. The organization is discussing internal candidates for the interim general manager job, including David Booth and Danny Ferry, sources tell Andrew Wojnarowski of ESPN. The Pelicans are planning to be aggressive in the marketplace to hire a high-level basketball executive. Ownership plans with the new GM will be continuing to push back on Anthony Davis' preferred trade destinations, especially with a full year left on his contract. Ownership was livid with an injured Davis leaving the Smooth King Center last night during a Thunder game. Gail Benson is telling associates she wants an overhaul of the Pelicans and a search for a GM to take command of Davis' trade talks and the reshaping of the team's future. A source tells ESPN's Ramona Shelburne that Davis suffered a muscle contusion, but, quote, nothing is too bad. Ownership and senior management has been pleased with Coach Alvin Gentry and the staff and believe players are largely responding in what's been a tumultuous stretch. Gentry asked last night if he was bothered if Davis left the building. He said, quote, happy for the guys that played the game and we won. To tell you the truth, the whole thing's been a dumpster fire. We want guys to be professional and we want them to do this. But it's hard for guys to go through what they've been through. And I'd be able to come out and beat a team of that quality. I'm happy for the guys. I just thought they did a great job. Davis finished last night with 14 points and four boards off the win of the Thunder. And as I introduce my co-host, Nolan Brooks, this is a mess. Uh, yeah, um, th- this whole Anthony Davis thing is, I think I've mentioned this before, that he's he's starting to take over the, like, weight of news that LeBron has had the past few summers, mm-hmm. where, you know, all people want to talk about, where's LeBron going to go? What are they going to do? How are they going to pay him? What do they have to give up? You know, different weapons to surround him with. And now Anthony Davis is the front runner in that talk, so it's. <laughs> I'm sure New Orleans is just about fed up with trying to deal with this and deciding, you know, where they want to send him. But what they're requesting for him is almost too much for any team to give up. And I, I, I just I am scared for the summer for <laughs> when he's a free. It's going to be hectic, and that's all they'll they'll talk about is where he's going to go. So. Uh. Again, the story, they don't want to trade him, especially with a, le- a year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is, this whole situation has been tumultuous. Um, he says he wants to play for a winning team. They beat the number three seed in the West last night. <laughs> I mean, um, so with all of this, it's, it's insane that this overshadows what's looking like to be a great all-star weekend for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um the, it, the, he is, I don't want to say Kobe levels of petty, but it's getting close. Uh, yeah, I I fully agree with you. I mean, <laughs> you're you're basically twisting your organization's hand here by, you know, demanding all of this to happen, and then, you know, to misrepresent your organization in a way is very un unprofessional of him. Um, I mean. He's he's been quoted saying before he wants to finish his career as a Pelican and stuff like that. So to then act like this, I think, is something that nobody really saw coming. But then again, money talks in this business, and right now it's it's chattering pretty loudly for him. So uh, I don't know. It's it's just a huge mess. And honestly, I have no idea where he's gonna go. There's so many teams that are front runners for him. So. They may not even trade him at all. Exactly. So it's it's just I mean, they'll have a to mess. suffer. <laughs> yeah. Which so. might actually be a good thing. Yeah, probably. So we are at the NBA All-Star Weekend, and it is shaping up to be a good one. But first, let's take a look at the standings of the Eastern and Western Conference. As the Eastern Conference has gotten a lot more competitive since LeBron left, and they loaded up at the trade deadline as we take a look. At 1 through 8, and just a couple of teams on the outside looking out, Milwaukee is currently number 1 at 43-14 and 14 overall. Um, Giannis leading the way, leading scorer, leading rebounder. 
Um, they have improved a lot, and they added a key piece at the deadline. They did. Uh, Nikola Mirotic is that that three-point shooter that they've been kind of looking to add to their team. Um, I know they have Chris Middleton, but to bring somebody in to spread the floor out a little bit more, most teams are used to trying to guard against a Giannis onto the Kumpo-based offense where it's pick and rolls and him driving to the f- dri- driving to the cup. Now they have three-point shooters where they have to play out a little bit, so uh, their offense is going to be very dynamic looking forward. Toronto is 43-16, and 16, a game back just off the lost column, and they added a big piece with Marcus Gasol. Yeah, Marcus Gasol was a huge pickup. I know a lot of people were really confused about why they would go pick somebody up who's in their later years of their career, but Marcus Gasol still got a lot left in the tank. I think he, he's a great perimeter shooter and he can shoot the jumper so I think he brings a lot to their offense I mean I know they're already a pretty high caliber offense in the in the league but um, to bring in somebody where basically all five of your starters can spread the floor and score consistently is going to be huge going forward for them any third at 38 and 20 but all the out for us dear I'm surprised that they're still keeping in there I mean you know people thought that when old, with Old Depot going down, their season was going to slowly start to decline, but they have it's a lot of good out. weapons. Yeah, it's it's leveled out. It's definitely not what they were at before, but, I mean, it's better to level out than to completely tank, and I think they got the right weapons to hold on to that three spot. Should they have been a, a fourth at the deadline with Old Depot out, or mm. do they have a shot at all to win the East? I don't think they're going to... I don't think they'll win the East, no, not by any chance. I think they could easily get to, you know, the second round and maybe right before the Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't think they're good enough to make the East Finals. Boston is fourth in the East at 37-21. They are surprising everybody. They were playing 500 or below basketball um, at the beginning of the year, and now they're 37-21, so... um, Honestly, they were one of my picks at the beginning of the year to make it to the East Finals, um, and so far they're proven it. Despite the, you know, the turmoil with you know discussing Kyrie Irving's free agency and all that, they're still playing pretty good basketball, and uh, they're going to be a dangerous team. Philly is also 37 and 21, but they're behind Boston due to head-to-head. Um, I think Philly honestly could beat out Boston. Um, Philly picking up Tobias Harris was huge, obviously, but, um, you know, it's it's time will tell with that. I mean, they're playing great so far. Um, you know, they made LeBron look pretty weak the other night, you know, winning 143 to 120 or something like that. So I, I think Philly will also be dangerous, and honestly I could see it being Philly and Boston in the East Finals. Brooklyn assists 6th at 30-29. and 29. Uh, I'm very, very surprised at Brooklyn. They've they turned it around. Exactly. They they just turned it around. They're, you know, to go from basically tanking and looking for players in the draft, picking up D'Angelo Russell out of free agency, um, that, that's huge. And I, I, I think they, they could be a sleeper team. I don't know if they could, you know, make the finals or the conference finals, but I could see them, you know, Sneaking past the first round and, you know, making some noise in the playoffs at least. Charlotte is 7th at 27-30. Th- they they do this every year consistently where they they also are a team that sneaks into the playoffs. Um, they don't make it past the first round, but, I mean, if, if they play the right way, um, I could easily see them also being another team where they get misplayed by the higher seed and uh, – they sneak into the second round, but no further. And Detroit's eighth at 26 and 30. Um, I think Blake Griffin would like to be higher than the eight seed, but that's just about as high as they're going to get. Um, I mean, congrats to them if they make the playoffs, but um, I don't I don't see them going much further than first round. Miami is ninth at the same record as Detroit. Orlando is tenth at twenty-seven and thirty-two, and Washington is at twenty-four and thirty-four. Outside looking in, I I think Detroit honestly could hold off against all those teams. I think I think Detroit's got the right weapons right now, despite giving up 
Tobias Harris, or not Tobias Harris, I'm sorry, despite giving up a few people in the trade deadline. But, yeah, I think Detroit will hold out, and those teams outside looking in will get close. It'll be a Denver and Minnesota situation where they might end up playing Detroit. You know, winner gets in, loser goes home, um, and Detroit will come out on top, and those teams will make it. Looking at the West, and number one is obviously Golden State at 41-16. and 16. Uh, yeah, no surprise here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was scared for when DeMarcus Cousins would come back, how good they would be. I mean, they're they're not blowing anybody's mind that they're playing this good. I mean, everyone expected it with a five all-star starting roster. So, um, no surprises. Um, I'm surprised they haven't won more games and they've lost 16, but um, I, I don't see them losing very much the rest of the year. Denver, 39-18. Who saw this coming? I did not. Um, something funny about Denver, um, whenever I play 2K, my player always goes to the Nuggets, <laughs> and we always do good, and I'm always hoping that that happens in real life. And it's happening this year, and I'm like, okay, okay. I, I'm going to have to keep my eye on Denver. I, I think they could hold on to the two seed in the West, but um, if they have to run into Golden State, um, I don't see them beating Golden State right now. So. After a five and five start, Oklahoma City's thirty-seven and twenty. I'm I'm very very surprised by Oklahoma City. They have they have taken their you know all star. Or minor is without Andre Robinson, the best defender. Exactly. So I I mean to completely turn it around. You know they had kind of a a heartbreak season last year where you know they don't, don't they talk, have. Don't, don't. <laughs> and it's <laughs> so it's it's cool to see them turn it around completely and be a threat again in the West. You know, it's reliving the days of when KD, Harden, and Westbrook all teamed up. So I think it's I think it's cool. He's trying to break my heart today, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, is Paul George an MVP contender? Or is he the MVP all right right now? I think he's an MVP contender easily. Um, I, I mean, I could – I would put him at the number one spot for the race. Um you know, there, there's still a lot of basketball left. Um, but, yeah, easily at the number one spot for MVP contender. He's playing great. I mean, uh, look look how he's played the past, you know, 12, 13 games. Over 30 points in every game, I'm pretty sure. So that, that that's a good run, and that's worthy of an MVP easily. And a reminder, Westbrook's averaging a triple-double again, and he's not even being considered for MVP discussion. Exactly. That's right now. That's a good team. Pulled in at 34 and 23, heads fourth. Um, I'm surprised Portland hasn't won more games. Um, they they've kind of emerged as a a threat in the West. Uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum have kind of developed a culture out in Portland and made this into a playoff team. So, I I could see them going into the second round and end up running into a Golden State or a a Denver and you know possibly ending their season there. But you know, don't sleep on Portland. That Damian Lillard's got some tricks up his sleeves. James Harden, single-handedly keeping the Rockets alive at 33-24. and 24. He has, I believe, 23 straight games with 30-plus. That's, that's a good feat. I mean, the funniest thing I heard about that was they ended up asking Michael Jordan, what's harder, 10 straight triple-doubles or 30 30-point games? And six. he goes, six, cha- six NBA championships straight up and it's like oh you're you're great so i don't know i i don't see the rockets going very far um james harden's scoring run can only go so far and you can only hold a team up for so far exactly so i mean i i don't see them doing very well in the playoffs to be honest they'll make it but i don't see them doing very well utah six at 32 and 25 um i think they're a first rounder playoff team i think they They've been good, and they've built themselves back up. You know, they had their down years, but um, they're they're definitely a first-and-done team in the playoffs um, and nothing more. So, San Antonio 7th at 33-26. The long-lost San Antonio Spurs. I mean, I, they'll continue their streak of consecutive playoff appearances as a franchise, um, but sadly, I think they're a – one and done round team. Um, they they don't have the weapons that they had when <laughs> when they had you know Tim Duncan, Manu, and Tony Parker all out there at the same time. So uh, they're a one and done team. 
And the Clippers at 32 and 27. I think that's going to go down the drain now that they got rid of Tobias Harris. So um, they lost their key weapon on offense. Um, so I could see them going down the drain and dropping out of the playoff race. So the Sacramento getting at 30 and 27. I could, yeah. And this is something I talked about the other day um, with the guys over dropping dimes. Um, they, you know, Sacramento is playing great basketball right now. And um, they could easily sneak into that last playoff spot, um, you know, get past LeBron, and I, I think they could do it. Kings are currently two game two games ahead of the Lakers at twenty eight and twenty nine. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's doable. There's a lot left in the season. I know that, but I think it's doable for them. They have the right players. They have the right system. Um, so I think they could sneak in at eight. Most of these teams have 20 games left on the MLS, so not 22. All-Star Weekend begins tonight with the Mountain Dew Rising Stars competition. Team U.S. against Team World as Jared Allen, Marvin Brackett III, Lonzo Ball, who is injured and will not be playing. John Collins, De'Aaron Fox, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kevin Knox, Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum will represent the U.S. DeAndre Aiden, Bogdan Boganovich, Don Luka Doncic, Shai Gillies-Alexander, Rajan Kurchitz, Lori Markinen, Josh Oakley, C.D. Osmond, and Ben Simmons will represent the team world team. That is tonight at 7 o'clock with the Mountain Dew Rising Stars competition. Yeah, it's it's fun. I like watching this game. It's it, There's times where watching this basically rookie versus sophomore game is almost more fun than watching the actual All-Star game. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to it. They They've got some pretty good players, and I'm excited to see what Luka Doncic does if he takes over on the scene because, I mean, he's been playing pretty good lately. So we'll see what happens. I, I'm definitely going to watch. So All-Star Saturday night begins tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. It begins with the Taco Bell Skills Challenge with the participants Mike Conley, Luka Doncic, De'Aaron Fox, Nikola Jokic, Kyle Kuzma, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vujicic, and Trey Young. Um... <laughs> I, I want to root for um, no big guys this year. Oh, yeah, that that was something I wish would happen. But I want to root <laughs> for uh, for De'Aaron Fox. That man is quick. So I think he could easily just breeze through that. Three-point competition is Devin Booker of the Suns, Seth Curry of Trailblazers, Stephen Curry his brother of the Warriors, Danny Green of the Raptors, Joe Harris of the Nets, Buddy Heald of the Kings, Damian Lillard of the Trailblazers, Chris Milton of the Bucks, Dirk Nowinski of the Mavericks, Mavericks, and <laughs> Kemba Walker of the Charlotte Hornets. I want to root for Dirk, but we all know he's not going to win. I think it's Steph Curry and Damian Lillard will probably end up facing Look each other. Last year. That's true, but Steph Curry is a is one of the best three-point shooters of all time, so I think it'll be Steph Curry winning it. And the slam dunk competition, Miles Bridges of the Hornets, Josh Collins of the Hawks, Hemu Diallo of the Thunder, and Dennis Smith Jr. of the Knicks. I think uh, Terrence Ferguson out of OKC got snubbed because oh, yeah. he got snubbed. I don't know he, why Diallo's in it. Diallo him. has been great this year dunking too, but yeah. Fergus, yeah, he's I mean, great. Yeah, so um, I, I think it's probably going to end up being Bridges. Um uh, he's fun to watch. He has a lot of those put-back dunks this year, so he shows you he's he's got the he's got the jump to do so. So it'll be fun. And finally, at seven o'clock on Sunday night, the All-Star Game as Team LeBron will go up against Team Giannis. As Team LeBron will consist of, if I can find the starting lineups right here. And let's just start with Team Giannis as he'll be joined by Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and Kemba Walker as the West Conference will be started by LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Paul George, and James Harden. Uh, LeBron strategically went out and got a lot of people who were uh, on contract years. So <laughs> I, I think <laughs> he, there's he, no tampering all star weekend from it. No, 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 no tampering. But he was very smart in who he picked up. I, I think Team LeBron's going to run with this game. I mean, if you look at his roster, 
he's got a lot of very good three-point shooters, and I I just don't see this being even close. I know it was close last year, but I don't see it being close this year. The reserves are as follows. Russell Westbrook, Marcus Aldridge, Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Anthony Towns of the Western Conference East Conference Reserves includes Chris Milton, Ben Simmons, Nikola Vujic, Bradley Bill, Blake Griffin, Kyle Lowry, and Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I, I don't know. that. I'm more excited for the starters than I am for the reserves. Cause, I mean, if you, if you look at those starting lineups, that is crazy. Who LeBron picked up versus who Giannis ended up picking up. You know, LeBron was very strategic in his drafting, but, I mean, Giannis did pick up some pretty good players, but again, I, I don't think this is going to be close at all. I think LeBron, Team LeBron's going to run with this game. Is there going to be any defense played at all? Not until the fourth quarter, okay. if it's close. <laughs> if it's not, they're just going to... If it's not, no. It'll be a dunk contest or a three-point shootout, probably. So, Alright, that is all the NBA news we have. Coming up, there's a new football league in town. We'll discuss what happens with the Amer- Alliance of American Football what the ratings mean after one week, and if it's any good, we'll be back after this right here on X106 Friday Take. And welcome back to X106 Friday Take, KSOX LP Maryville and X106.7. We are back, and football is back as the Alliance of American Football got started over the weekend, and if you want more information on that, you can listen to Kramer Samson's report about that earlier by visiting the X106 Sports Twitter page. But... After one weekend, the football looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I've heard some mixed opinions on it. I've heard that people are like, oh, just a bunch of no-name people who didn't make it in the NFL playing football. And it's like, hey, man, they're getting a shot. So I think it's different. You know, the Arena Football League kind of died off. And now you have this league that is front-run by a many different NFL, former NFL players. So the money is there to maintain the league. And I think, you know, you have players like Trent Richardson in the league and, you know, many other players that didn't get their shot in the NFL, but now they're going to get their shot in this league. So um, I'm excited. I, I haven't picked a team yet. I haven't signed my contract to be an official fan, but I'm Your still looking. Still out there. You're still accepting that. Exactly. I'm a free agent. There are eight teams currently in the league. It is a 10-week league. Um, four teams will go into the playoffs. There will be a championship game. Around the start of summer, springtime-ish. But here are the eight teams. Arizona Hotshots. That is based out of Phoenix, the Atlanta Legends, the Birmingham Iron, the Memphis Express, the Orlando Apollos, Salt Lake Stallions, San Antonio Commanders, and the San Diego Fleet. Those are the eight teams involved in those leagues. And over the weekend, uh, we saw four games. Um, to begin the AAF schedule, and it was a lot of high-scoring games, um, 30, 38-22, 26-0. Um, there was a defensive battle down in San Antonio, but that was about it. Yeah, it, it was, I think it was a good enough opening weekend. You know, there there can be a few kinks and stuff that you have to recognize with a new league like this, and um, I'm sure I'm sure they'll fix it, and the, I mean the ratings in that first weekend were higher than what the NBA ratings were, mm-hmm. so that that's pretty good. So I th- I think this league is in the right direction or heading in the right direction, and uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to sign a contract as a fan here soon because I need to watch. Um, like you said, for some notable players, Christian Hackenberg is the quarterback for the Memphis Express. Trent Richardson is the running back for the Birmingham Iron. Um, I believe there, if I can find him, uh, I, I could have swore over the league. There it is, Logan Woodside, um, quarterback for the San Antonio Commanders. Um, it's a lot of college guys who never got shot in the NFL and who are still good, great players. And a lot of guys from the CFL, um, who either got cut or just didn't work out there in Canada. Um. This is a great league. This is a league for them to get noticed. Um, this is mostly going to be a developmental league, though, um, for the NFL. I don't know if there's going to be like a partnership or 
anything like that, but hey, anything can happen. Oh yeah, it's an opportunity. They're they're giving those players who didn't make it on their first initial shot in the big leagues, and you know they can go they can go to the AAF, develop who they are as players. You know, get stronger, get faster, and then you know if they want to jump up to the NFL, try out for a team, see if they make it, and if not, go back down to the AAF, continue to play. You know, make a living and still get to play the sport that they love to play. I mean, it's it's no different. You're just not making as much money as an NFL player is. So now we are discussing this because of a couple of notes about AF in Colin Kaepernick to Bill Polian. Um, Kaepernick was interested in playing the league, um, but he wanted twenty million plus to do it. I. <laughs> I think $20 million's a little too high to go play in the AAF. I mean, I get that he's an elite quarterback and he's a great talent, but um, this league just got started and you're already asking them to put out a large sum just because you you want to be the face of the league. So, I don't know. I don't see him. I, I think I'd see him going there, but... I don't know. Ponying of that kind of money for him, I don't think it's worth it. And the Alliance also reached out to Tim Tebow, but he says he's focused on baseball right now. <laughs> he might hey, hey. He, he might get called up. Hey, no. hey. hey I, I have full faith in Tim Tebow, but, I mean, hey, at least he's got a backup plan. Go play AAF football. Um, the XFL launches next year in mm-hmm. more major markets. They're probably going to have a better television deal. Um, the AF currently has CBS and the NFL Network as well as TNT. Um, the XFL might have Fox Sports and ESPN to go off that. Um, what happens when they come into play? Um, I I think it's I think it's going to be a battle for the ratings. Obviously, it's um, going to be better paid. Um, mm-hmm. Health insurance has covered all that stuff, um, and they're playing in bigger stadiums with big, bigger markets for the XFL. Yeah, okay, New York or. Um, um, New York, Dallas, um, I believe Seattle, and I all those are going to be played in like their respective NFL stadiums. Okay, so I mean, the XFL obviously is showing that they have higher platforms they can reach out to. Um, you know, Vince McMahon's got a little bit of a better voice than some people do. So. And fifty million of his WWE stock, I believe. To exactly. So I mean, he he's got the money to, you know, make that league a little little bit more high caliber money wise. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think the AAF needs to take advantage of this time that they have, you know, before the XFL launches. Um, you know, see where they go, and if the XFL ends up, you know, getting a little bit bigger, so be it. I mean. The CFL still plays. There's still arena football going on despite the AAF coming around. So I think the AAF could last even if the XFL gets bigger. Um, with It's going to be weird um, with two spring leagues mm-hmm. um, going on at the same time. Um, do you like what the AAF did with the whole video replay with the officials being mic'd up? So there's at least... And they're introducing a lot of new rules, and there's no kickoffs anymore. Um, onside kicks are now fourth and twelve from now on twenty-five. There's no extra points. There's only two-point conversions. Um, and during video replay of reviews, um, they have the officials mic'd up the entire time. Um, it, and I love that. I I think it mm-hmm. it brings a lot of transparency because in the NFL we don't get to hear the replay official talk with the regular officials about what's a catch, what's not a catch. Um, and there was an interesting call over the weekend um, about a touchdown pass that was completed, and the ball hit the turf, and she said incomplete, and then she wait, wait a minute, overturned it, and uh, reversed it to a touchdown. Um, do, the, can the NFL copy some of this and bring it to their league? I think I think they could with the mics, but anything else, probably not. Um, I, I think the mics thing is a humongous idea that, you know, they talk about, for the NFL, bringing in an extra referee, but if you do the mics thing, that could that could eliminate maybe the need of an extra referee. Um, so it's, I don't know, it, it'll, it would be interesting to hear what NFL referees are talking about. 
Um, I, I'm sure that the NFL refs will not want everything to be heard that they say, but um, the mics could definitely add an element to the NFL game that the, that they don't have and that the AAF does have. So um, it, it would be interesting. Um, week two, the AF begins tomorrow on TNT at noon. Um, just for those of you who are at least a little bit interested in that, um, how far do you see this going with the AF, XFL, spring football? If the ratings are as high as they were in that first week consistently, the AAF could last. If the XFL's ratings are just as good, and if not better, because of who is front-running them... They'll probably be better with the better networks, too. Then I could see it lasting. I mean, this is something that you could look forward to. You know, a lot of fan bases get their hearts broken every year in the NFL, and they're like, oh, okay. There you go. Season Exactly. Season's done. Oh, i got to wait until next August to watch them start training camp. You know, now you have something where you could you can continue to watch football. It's not the NFL, obviously. It's a little bit lower caliber. But there's something where you can, you know, put your fandom into and continue to watch football. And I, I think it's a great idea. So I think the leagues will continue if they hold on to the ratings that they have now. Yeah, again, or only it, it's the same thing with the XFL how many, ever many years ago. Fantastic ratings week one, and then it just because yeah. the football wasn't bad, was was very bad, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, this football is good. Um, notable quarterbacks in the league. Um, Steve Spurrier is a head coach down there um, in Orlando, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it could last. Um, I don't know what's going to happen when the XFL comes in. Um, and they got Bob Stoops to coach their Dallas team, um, <laughs> which is a Bob Stoops thing to do. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see um, what transpires with the XFL um, and all that. For sure. Um, and it should be fun. It, it, hey, it's more football. Yeah, exactly. And Can't go wrong. After that Super Bowl we witnessed a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you need more football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> need like, a redo. <laughs> very badly. Okay, that is going to do it for us right here on X106 Friday Take. You will be back next week as well to talk more NBA action, um, an update on the whole Anthony Davis trade situation. And hopefully more AF action because, hey, it's football. football. We're here to talk about more sports. That is going to do it for us right here on X106. For Nolan Brooks, I'm Austin Hall. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to a cold... Snowy Maryville, Missouri, as we welcome you back here to X106. Friday, take KZOX LP Maryville, 106.7 FM LP, and the TuneIn Radio app. Austin Hall and Nolan Brooks with you for the next hour, and we begin with more breaking news regarding the NBA as the New Orleans Pelicans have fired G- GM Del Demps after the debacle with the Los Angeles Lakers trade situation over the trade deadline. The organization is discussing internal candidates for the interim general manager job, including David Booth and Danny Ferry, sources tell Andrew Wojnarowski of ESPN. The Pelicans are planning to be aggressive in the marketplace to hire a high-level basketball executive. Ownership plans with the new GM will be continuing to push back on Anthony Davis' preferred trade destinations, especially with a full year left on his contract. Ownership was livid with an injured Davis leaving the Smooth King Center last night during a Thunder game. Gail Benson is telling associates she wants an overhaul of the Pelicans and a search for a GM to take command of Davis' trade talks and the reshaping of the team's future. A source tells ESPN's Ramona Shelburne that Davis suffered a muscle contusion, but, quote, nothing is too bad. Ownership and senior management has been pleased with Coach Alvin Gentry and the staff and believe players are largely responding in what's been a tumultuous stretch. Gentry asked last night if he was bothered if Davis left the building. He said, quote, happy for the guys that played the game and we won. To tell you the truth, the whole thing's been a dumpster fire. We want guys to be professional and we want them to do this. But it's hard for guys to go through what they've been through. And I'd be able to come out and beat a team of that quality. I'm happy for the guys. I just thought they did a great job. Davis finished last night with 14 points and four boards off the win of the Thunder. And as I introduced my co-host, Nolan Brooks, this is a mess. Uh, yeah, um, th- this whole Anthony Davis thing is 
I think I've mentioned this before that he's he's starting to take over the like weight of news that LeBron has had the past few summers mm-hmm. where you know all people want to talk about where's LeBron going to go what are they going to do how are they going to pay him what do they have to give up you know different weapons to surround him with and now Anthony Davis is the front runner in that talk so it's <laughs> I'm sure New Orleans is just about fed up with trying to deal with this and deciding you know where they want to send him but what they're requesting for him is almost too much for any team to give up and I I I just I am scared for the summer for <laughs> when he's a free it's going to be hectic and that's all they'll they'll talk about is where he's going to go so uh Again, the story, they don't want to trade him, especially with a, le- a year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is, this whole situation has been tumultuous. Um, he says he wants to play for a winning team. They beat the number three seed in the West last night. <laughs> I mean, um, so with all of this, it's, it's insane that this overshadows what's looking like to be a great all-star weekend for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um he is I don't want to say Kobe levels of petty but it's getting close uh yeah I I fully agree with you I mean (laughs) you're you're basically twisting your organization's hand here by you know demanding all of this to happen and then you know to misrepresent your organization in a way is very un unprofessional of him um I mean He's he's been quoted saying before he wants to finish his career as a Pelican and stuff like that. So to then act like this, I think, is something that nobody really saw coming. But then again, money talks in this business, and right now it's it's chattering pretty loudly for him. So uh, I don't know. It's it's just a huge mess. And honestly, I have no idea where he's gonna go. There's so many teams that are front runners for him. So. They may not even trade them at all. Exactly. So it's it's just and they'll have a to mess. suffer. <laughs> yeah. Which so. might actually be a good thing. Yeah, probably. So we are at the NBA All Star Weekend and it is shaping up to be a good one. But first let's take a look at the standings of the Eastern and Western Conference. As the Eastern Conference has gotten a lot more competitive since LeBron left and they loaded up at the trade deadline as we take a look. At one through eight, and just a couple of teams in the outside looking out. Milwaukee is currently number one at 43 and 14 overall. Um, Giannis leading the way, leading scorer, leading rebounder. Um, they have improved a lot, and they added a key piece at the deadline. They did. Uh, Nikola Mirotic is that that three-point shooter that they've been kind of looking to add to their team. Um, I know they have Chris Middleton, but to bring somebody in to spread the floor out a little bit more. Most teams are used to trying to guard against a Giannis on the Kumpo-based offense where it's pick and rolls and him driving to the dri- driving to the cup. Now they have three-point shooters where they have to play out a little bit, so uh, their offense is going to be very dynamic looking forward. Toronto is 43-16, and 16, a game back just off the lost column, and they added a big piece with Marcus Gasol. Yeah, Marcus Hull was a huge pickup. I know a lot of people were really confused about why they would go pick somebody up who's in their later years of their career, but Marcus Hull still got a lot left in the tank. I think he he's a great perimeter shooter and he can shoot the jumper, so I think he brings a lot to their offense. I mean, I know they're already a pretty high caliber offense in the in the league, but um to bring in somebody where basically all five of your starters can spread the floor and score consistently is going to be huge going forward for them. Any third at 38 and 20 but all the was out for us year. I'm surprised that they're still keeping in there. I mean, you know, people thought that when old, with Old Depot going down, their season was going to slowly start to decline, but they have it's a lot of good out. weapons. Yeah. It's it's leveled out. It's definitely not what they were at before, but I mean, it's better to level out than to completely tank and I think they got the right weapons to hold on to that three spot. Should they have been a, a fourth at the deadline with Odipo out or mm. do they have a shot at all to win the East? I don't think they're gonna I don't think they'll win the East no not by any chance. I think they could easily get 
to you know the second round and maybe right before the Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't think they're good enough to make the East Finals. Boston is fourth in the East at thirty-seven twenty-one. They're they are surprising everybody. They were playing five hundred or below basketball um, at the beginning of the year, and now they're thirty-seven twenty-one. So um, honestly, they were one of my picks at the beginning of the year to make it to the East Finals. Um, and so far, they're proven it, despite the, you know, the turmoil with, you know, discussing Kyrie Irving's free agency and all that. They're still playing pretty good basketball, and uh, they're going to be a dangerous team. Philly is also 37 and 21, but they're behind Boston due to head-to-head. Um, I think Philly honestly could beat out Boston. Um, Philly picking up Tobias Harris was huge, obviously, but. Um, you know, it's it's uh, time will tell with that. I mean, they're playing great so far. Um, you know, they made LeBron look pretty weak the other night. You know, winning 143 to 120 or something like that. So, I, I think Philly will also be dangerous. And honestly, I could see it being Philly and Boston in the East Finals. Brooklyn assists sixth at 30 and 29. Uh, I'm very, very surprised at Brooklyn. They've they turned it around. Exactly. They they've just turned it around. They're you know, to go from basically tanking and looking for players in the draft, picking up D'Angelo Russell out of free agency, um that that's huge. And I, I, I think they, they could be a sleeper team. I don't know if they could, you know, make the finals or the conference finals, but I could see them, you know, sneaking past the first round and, you know, making some noise in the playoffs at least. Charlotte at seventh at twenty-seven thirty. They they do this every year consistently, where they they also are a team that sneaks into the playoffs. Um, they don't make it past the first round, but I mean, if, if they play the right way, um, I could easily see them also being another team where they get misplayed by the higher seed and uh, they sneak into the second round, but no further. And Detroit's eighth at twenty-six and thirty. Um. I think Blake Griffin would like to be higher than the eight seed, but that's just about as high as they're going to get. Um, I mean, congrats to them if they make the playoffs, but um, I don't I don't see them going much further than first round. Miami is ninth at the same record as Detroit. Orlando is tenth at twenty seven and thirty two, and Washington is at twenty four and thirty four. Outside looking in, I I think Detroit honestly could hold off. Against all those teams, I think I think Detroit's got the right weapons right now, despite giving up Tobias Harris or not Tobias Harris. I'm sorry, despite giving up a few people in the trade deadline. But yeah, I think Detroit will hold out, and those teams outside looking in will get close. It'll be a Denver and Minnesota situation where they might end up playing Detroit. You know, winner gets in, loser goes home, um, and Detroit will come out on top, and those teams will make it. Looking at the West, and number one is obviously Golden State at 41-16. and 16. Uh, Yeah, no surprise here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was scared for when DeMarcus Cousins would come back, how good they would be. I mean, they're, they're not blowing anybody's mind that they're playing this good. I mean, everyone expected it with a five all-star starting roster. So, um, no surprises. Um, I'm surprised they haven't won more games and they've lost 16, but um, I, I don't see them losing very much the rest of the year. Denver, 39-18. Who saw this coming? I did not. Um, something funny about Denver, um, whenever I play 2K, my player always goes to the Nuggets, <laughs> and we always do good, and I'm always hoping that that happens in <laughs> real life. And it's happening this year, and I'm like, okay, okay, I, I'm going to have to keep my eye on Denver. I, I think they could hold on to the two seed in the West, but um, if they have to run into Golden State, um, I don't see them beating Golden State right now. So, After a 5-5 five and five start, Oklahoma City is 37-20. I'm, I'm very, very surprised by Oklahoma City. They have they have taken their, you know, all-star. Or minor distance without Andre Robinson, the best defender. Exactly. So, I, I mean, to completely turn around, you know, they had kind of a, a heartbreak season last year where, you know, they, don't, don't they talk, have. Don't, don't. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> so it's it's cool to see them turn around completely and be a threat again in the West, 
you know, it's reliving the days of when KD, Harden, and Westbrook all teamed up. So I think it's I think it's cool. He's trying to break my heart today, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, is Paul George an MVP contender or is he the MVP all right right now? I think he's an MVP contender easily. Um, I I mean, I could I would put him at the number one spot for the race. Um, you know, there, there's still a lot of basketball left. Um, but, yeah, easily at the number one spot for MVP contender. He's playing great. I mean, uh, look look how he's played the past, you know, 12, 13 games. Over 30 points in every game, I'm pretty sure. So that, that that's a good run, and that's worthy of an MVP easily. And a reminder, Russbrook's averaging a triple-double again, and he's not even being considered for MVP discussion. Exactly. That's right now. That's a good team. Portland at 34 and 23 heads fourth. Um, I'm surprised Portland hasn't won more games. Um, they they've kind of emerged as a a threat in the West. Uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum have kind of developed a culture out in Portland and made this into a playoff team. So, I I could see them going into the second round and end up running into a Golden State or a a Denver and you know possibly ending their season there, but. You know, don't sleep on Portland. Uh, Damian Lillard's got some tricks up his sleeves. James Harden, single-handedly keeping the Rockets alive at 33-24. and 24. He has, I believe, 23 straight games with 30-plus. That's, that's a good feat. I mean, the funniest thing I heard about that was they ended up asking Michael Jordan, what's harder, 10 straight triple-doubles or 30 30-point 30 games? And six. he goes, six, cha- six NBA championships straight up and it's like oh you're, you're great so i don't know i i don't see the rockets going very far um james harden's scoring run can only go so far and you can only hold a team up for so far exactly so i mean i i don't see them doing very well in the playoffs to be honest they'll make it but i don't see them doing very well utah six at 32 and 25 um i think they're a first rounder playoff team i think they They've been good, and they've built themselves back up. You know, they had their down years, but um, they're they're definitely a first-and-done team in the playoffs um, and nothing more. So, San Antonio 7th at 33-26. and 26. The long-lost San Antonio Spurs. I mean, I, they'll continue their streak of consecutive playoff appearances as a franchise, um, but sadly, I think they're a – one and done round team. Um, they they don't have the weapons that they had when <laughs> when they had you know Tim Duncan, Manu, and Tony Parker all out there at the same time. So uh, they're a one and done team. And the Clippers at thirty two and twenty seven. I think that's gonna go down the drain now that they got rid of Tobias Harris. So um, they lost their key weapon on offense. Um, so. I could see them going down the drain and dropping out of the playoff race. So the Sacramento getting at 30 and 27. I could, yeah. And this is something I talked about the other day um, with the guys over dropping dimes. Um, they, you know, Sacramento is playing great basketball right now, and um, they could easily sneak into that last playoff spot. Um, you know, get past LeBron, and I, I think they could do it. Kings are currently two game two games ahead of the Lakers at twenty eight and twenty nine. Yeah, so I mean it's it's doable. There's a lot left in the season, I know that, but I think it's doable for them. They have the right players, they have the right system. Um so I think they could sneak in at eight. Most of these teams have twenty games left on the most of not twenty two. All Star Weekend begins tonight with the Mountain Dew Rising Stars competition, Team US against Team World as Jared Allen Marvin Brackett, the third, Lonzo Ball, who is injured and will not be playing. John Collins, De'Aaron Fox, Jan Jackson Jr., Kevin Knox, Cal Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum will represent the U.S. DeAndre Aiden, Bogdan Boganovich, Don Luka Doncic, Shai Gillies Alexander, Rajan Kurchitz, Lori Markinen, Josh Oakley, Celia Osmond, and Ben Simmons will represent the team world team. That is tonight at 7 o'clock with the Mountain Dew Rising Stars competition. Yeah, it's... It's fun. I like watching this game. It's it, there's times where watching this basically rookie versus sophomore game is almost more fun than watching the actual All-Star game. Um so I I'm looking forward to it. They 
they've got some pretty good players, and I'm excited to see what Luka Doncic does if he takes over on the scene because, I mean, he's been playing pretty good lately. So we'll see what happens. I, I'm definitely going to watch. So All-Star Saturday night begins tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. It begins with the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. With the participants Mike Conley, Luka Doncic, De'Aaron Fox, Nikola Jokic, Kyle Kuzma, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vujicic, and Trey Young. Um, <laughs> I I want to root for um, no big guys this year. Oh, yeah, that that was something I wish would happen. But I want to root <laughs> for uh, for De'Aaron Fox. That man is quick, so I think he could easily just breeze through that. Three-point competition is Devin Booker of the Suns, Seth Curry of Trailblazers, Stephen Curry his brother of the Warriors, Danny Green of the Raptors, Joe Harris of the Nets, Buddy Heald of the Kings, Damian Lillard of the Trailblazers, Chris Milton of the Bucks, Dirk Nowinski of the Mavericks, Mavericks, and <laughs> Kemba Walker of the Charlotte Hornets. I want to root for Dirk, but we all know he's not going to win. I think it's Steph Curry and Damian Lillard will probably end up facing Look each other. Last year. That's true, but... Steph Curry is a is one of the best three point shooters of all time, so I think it'll be Steph Curry winning it. And the slam dunk competition: Miles Bridges of the Hornets, Josh Collins of the Hawks, Hemu Diallo of the Thunder, and Dennis Smith Jr. of the Knicks. I think uh, Terrence Ferguson out of OKC got snubbed because oh yeah, he got snubbed. I don't know he, why Diallo's in it. Diallo him. has been great this year dunking too, but yeah. Fergus. Yeah, He's I mean, great. yeah, so um, I, I think it's probably going to end up being Bridges. Um, uh, he's fun to watch. He has a lot of those put-back dunks this year, so he shows you he's he's got the he's got the jump to do so, so it'll be fun. And finally, at 7 o'clock on Sunday night, the All-Star game as Team LeBron will go up against Team Giannis as Team LeBron will consist of, if I can find the starting lineups right here, and let's just start with Team Giannis, as he'll be joined by Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and Kemba Walker, as the West Conference will be started by LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Paul George, and James Harden. Uh, LeBron strategically went out and got a lot of people who were uh, on contract years. So, uh, I, I think <laughs> he... There's he, no tampering all Star weekend from it. No, 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 no tampering. But he was very smart in who he picked up. I, I think Team LeBron's going to run with this game. I mean, if you look at his roster, he's got a lot of very good three-point shooters. And I, I just don't see this being even close. I knew it was close last year, but I don't see it being close this year. The reserves are as follows. Russell Westbrook and Marcus Aldridge... Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns of the Western Conference East Conference Reserves includes Chris Milton, Ben Simmons, Nikola Vujic, Bradley Bill, Blake Griffin, Kyle Lowry, and Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I'm more excited for the starters than I am for the reserves. Cause, I mean, if you if you look at those starting lineups, that is crazy. Who LeBron picked up versus who Giannis ended up picking up. You know, LeBron was very strategic in his drafting, but I mean, Giannis did pick up some pretty good players. But again, I I don't think this is going to be close at all. I think LeBron team LeBron's going to run with this game. Is there going to be any defense played at all? Not until the fourth quarter, okay. if it's close. <laughs> if it's not, they're just going to... If it's not, no. It'll be a dunk contest or a three-point shootout, probably. So, All right, that is all the NBA news we have. Coming up, there's a new football league in town. We'll discuss what happens with the Amer Alliance of American Football, what the ratings mean after one week, and if it's any good, we'll be back after this right here on X106 Friday Take. And welcome back to X106 Friday Take, KSOX LP Maryville and X106.7. We are back, and football is back as the Alliance of American Football got started over the weekend. And if you want more information on that, you can listen to Kramer Samson's report about that earlier by visiting the X106 Sports Twitter page. But after one weekend, the football looks pretty good. 
Yeah, I'm, I've heard some mixed opinions on it. I've heard that people are like, oh, just a bunch of no-name people who didn't make it in the There's NFL playing football. And it's like, hey, man, they're getting a shot. So I think it's different. You know, the Arena Football League kind of died off. And now you have this league that is front-run by a many different NFL, former NFL players, so the money is there to maintain the league. And I think, you know, you have players like Trent Richardson in the league and, you know, many other players that didn't get their shot in the NFL, but now they're going to get their shot in this league. So um, I'm excited. I, I haven't picked a team yet. I haven't signed my contract to be an official fan, but... I'm You're still looking. Still out there. You're still accepting that. Exactly. I'm a free agent. There are eight teams currently in the league. It is a 10-week league. Um, four teams will go into the playoffs. There will be a championship game around the start of summer, springtime-ish. But here are the eight teams. The Arizona Hotshots. That is based out of Phoenix, the Atlanta Legends, the Birmingham Iron, the Memphis Express, the Orlando Apollos, Salt Lake Stallions, San Antonio Commanders, and the San Diego Fleet. Those are the eight teams involved in those leagues. And over the weekend, uh, we saw four games um, to begin the AAF schedule. And it was a lot of high-schooling games, 38-22, um, 26-0. Um, there was a defensive battle down in San Antonio, but that was about it. Yeah, it, it was... I think it was a good enough opening weekend. You know, there there can be a few kinks and stuff that you have to recognize with a new league like this, and um, I'm sure I'm sure they'll fix it. And the, I mean, the ratings in that first weekend were higher than what the NBA ratings were, mm-hmm. so that that's pretty good. So I th- I think this league is in the right direction or heading in the right direction, and uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to sign a contract as a fan here soon because I need to watch. Um, like you said, for some notable players, Christian Hackenberg is the quarterback for the Memphis Express. Trent Richardson is the running back for the Birmingham Iron. Um, I believe there, if I can find him, uh, I I could have swore over the league. There it is, Logan Woodside, um, quarterback for the San Antonio Commanders. Um, it's a lot of college guys who never got shot in the NFL and w- who are still good, great players, and a lot of guys from the CFL um, who either got cut or just didn't work out there in Canada. Um, this is a great league. This is a league for them to get noticed. Um, this is mostly going to be a developmental league, though, um, for the NFL. I don't know if there's going to be like a partnership or anything like that, but... Hey, anything can happen. Oh yeah, it's an opportunity. They're they're giving those players who didn't make it on their first initial shot in the big leagues, and you know they can go they can go to the AAF, develop who they are as players. You know, get stronger, get faster, and then you know if they want to jump up to the NFL, try out for a team, see if they make it, and if not, go back down to the AAF, continue to play. You know, make a living and still get to play the sport that they love to play. I mean, it's it's no different. You're just not making as much money as an NFL player is. So now we are discussing this because of a couple of notes about AF and Colin Kaepernick to Bill Polian. Um, Kaepernick was interested in playing the league, um, but he wanted twenty million plus to do it. I. <laughs> I think twenty million is a little too high to go play in the AAF. I mean, I get that he's an elite quarterback and he's a great talent, but um, this league just got started, and you're already asking them to put out a large sum just because you you want to be the face of the league. So I don't know. I don't see him. I, I think I'd see him going there, but. I don't know. Ponying of that kind of money for him, I don't think it's worth it. And the Alliance also reached out to Tim Tebow, but he says he's focused on baseball right now. <laughs> he might, hey, hey. He, he, he might get called up. Hey, no. hey, hey! I, I have full faith in Tim Tebow, but I mean, hey, at least he's got a backup plan. Go play AAF football. Um, the XFL launches next year mm-hmm. in more major markets. They're probably gonna have a better television deal. 
Um, the AAF currently has CBS and the NFL Network as well as TNT. Um, the XFL might have Fox Sports and ESPN to go off that. Um, what happens when they come into play? Um, I, I think it's... I think it's going to be a battle for the ratings, obviously. It's um, going to be better paid. Um, mm-hmm. Health insurance has covered all that stuff. Um, and they're playing in bigger stadiums with big, bigger markets. For the XFL? Yeah. Okay. New York, or, um, um, New York, Dallas, um, I believe Seattle, and I, all those are going to be played in like their respective NFL stadiums. Okay. So, I mean... The XFL obviously is showing that they have higher platforms they can reach out to. Um, you know, Vince McMahon's got a little bit of a better voice than some people do. So, one hundred and fifty million of his WWE stock, I believe. To exactly. So, I mean, he he's got the money to, you know, make that league a little little bit more high caliber money wise. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think the AAF needs to take advantage of this time that they have. You know before the XFL launches, um, you know, see where they go. And if the XFL ends up, you know, getting a little bit bigger, so be it. I mean, the CFL still plays. There's still arena football going on despite the AAF coming around. So I think the AAF could last even if the XFL gets bigger. Um, with It's going to be weird. Um, with two spring leagues mm-hmm. um, going on at the same time. Um, do you like what the AF did with the whole video replay with the officials being mic'd up? So there's at least, and they're introducing a lot of new rules, and there's no kickoffs anymore. Um, onside kicks are now fourth and 12 from now on 25. There's no extra points. There's only two point conversions. Um, and during video replay f- reviews, um, they have the officials mic'd up the entire time. Um, it, and I love that. I I think it mm-hmm. it brings a lot of transparency because in the NFL we don't get to hear the replay official talk with the regular officials about what's a catch, what's not a catch. Um, and there was an interesting call over the weekend um, about a touchdown pass that was completed and the ball hit the turf and she said incomplete and then she wait wait a minute overturned it and uh, reversed it to a touchdown. Um, do, the can the NFL copy some of this and bring it to their league? I think I think they could with the mics, but anything else probably not. Um, I I think the mics thing is a humongous idea that, you know, they talk about for the NFL bringing in an extra referee, but if you do the mics thing, that could that could eliminate maybe the need of an extra referee. Um, so it's I don't know it it'll it would be interesting to hear what NFL referees are talking about. Um, I'm sure that the NFL refs will not want everything to be heard that they say, but um, the mics could definitely add an element to the NFL game that the that they don't have and that the AAF does have. So um, it it would be interesting. Um, week two, the AAF begins tomorrow on TNT at noon. Um, just for those of you who are at least a little bit interested in that, um, how? F- far do you see this going with the AF XFL spring football? If the ratings are as high as they were in that first week consistently, the AAF could last. If the XFL's ratings are just as good and if not better because of who is front running them. They'll probably be better with the better networks too then I could see it lasting. I mean, this is something that you could look forward to. You know, a lot of fan bases get their hearts broken every year in the NFL, and they're like, oh, okay. There you go. Season, exactly. Season's done. Oh, i got to wait until next August to watch them start training camp. You know, now you have something where you could you can continue to watch football. It's not the NFL, obviously. It's a little bit lower caliber, but – there's something where you can, you know, put your fandom into and continue to watch football. And I, I think it's a great idea, so I think the leagues will continue if they hold on to the ratings that they have now. Yeah, again, we're only it, it's the same thing with the XFL how many, ever many years ago. Fantastic ratings week one, and then it just boom, because yeah. the football wasn't bad. was was very bad, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, this football is good. Um, notable quarterbacks in the league. Um Steve Spurrier is a head coach down there. 
um, in Orlando, I believe. Um, so yeah, I, I think it could last. Um, I don't know what's going to happen when the XFL comes in. Um, and they got Bob Stoops to coach their Dallas team, um, <laughs> which is a Bob Stoops thing to do. Yes. Um, so yeah, it'll be very interesting to see um, what transpires with the XFL um, and all that. For sure. Um, and it should be fun. It it hey, it's more football. Yeah, exactly. And Can't go wrong. After that Super Bowl we witnessed a couple weeks ago, <laughs> you need more football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> need like, a redo <laughs> very badly. Okay, that is gonna do it for us right here on X One Hundred Six Friday Take. You will be back next week as well to talk more NBA action, um, an update on the whole Anthony Davis trade situation, and hopefully more AF action because hey, it's football. football. We're here to talk about more sports. That is going to do it for us right here on X106. For Nolan Brooks, I'm Austin Hall. Thank you for listening.